Hello world, I'm Kate Armstrong and this is Future Talks. Future Talks is a series of conversations with friends of FabLab Barcelona, exploring the nature of emergent futures from the past to the present and beyond. For this episode, we invited Ezio Manzini. Ezio is a design academic well known for his work on design innovation and sustainability. We met him at Elisava, just off Las Ramblas in Barcelona, with the students of the Master of Design for Emergent Futures. He works at Elisava on the Design for City Making program. How does design shape society? How does society shape design? How politics and the way our cities are shaped? In this episode, Ezio and Tomas discuss the role of the designer in the city, in which design is involved with a complex system of interrelated relationships. Enjoy the show. I can imagine that your everyday life has changed a lot, right? And of course, I'm making a connection with one of your books. Yes, change it has changed continuously. So I don't know when you say change from since when. I mean, when you think about like the big, you know, the big changes of mm. you know from before the internet. Mm from a post-war mm. mindset to kind of a, the infinite growth feeling that the world was, you know, endless and we can make everything possible to understand that there are limits. Uh, well, in my case, I have been an ecologist before being a designer. So I, I became a designer because I was ecologist <laughs> and not uh, vice versa. So the, the issue about uh, the fact that we live in a limited world, uh, for me personally, was uh, sufficiently clear as it could be clear since the limit of development, the book of the Club of Rome, yeah. that is 40 years ago now. So it was a very early stage and afterward uh, I met uh, design. So before I was starting working on uh, renewable energy, mm-hmm and uh, for some issue about life it happened to me to get in touch with design that in italy was uh, very lively and powerful in that moment that is in the 80s and so i thought that i could use my my expertise and also my interest and enthusiasm to work in this arena of design and i've been very lucky in some way because i entered in in an arena in a group that was uh, the best that we can imagine and um, yes so I, I from the beginning I started to work on design for sustainability yeah so it means like uh, it is something that we would try to work with uh, with the students no? in, the, in, in the master uh, is the idea of uh, the hybrid profile mm-hmm. which is not very common no? like also mm-hmm. like I mean you have a personal story that probably mm-hmm. is very atypical. I would say, in yeah. a kind of an industrialized society, you had to do one, one thing and learn and master it. And you had been kind of shifting between disciplines and, and working with, uh, I don't know, with different points of view, not only from the design point of view, but ecological uh, systems, uh, engineer, engineering, I guess. Uh, yes, but for, for the sake of the conversation, I would say that uh, <clears throat> I find that to work in, in interdisciplinary group mm-hmm. you need to have a discipline <laughs> okay so you need to be some somebody with some tools with some ideas 
So if it, it's not that I will take my example, but you did it. You yeah. use my example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, there is a line of discourse, discussion that has been always the same from the beginning. And also a cluster of capabilities that for me emerged. Uh, well, I am one of those that made the 68. So during this period, I learned something. So I've been lucky. I could also use uh, what I learned. And, uh, and afterward, I made environmental issues. So I become very attentive and interested to the environmental issue. And I used the fact to be engineer and architect. This was my degrees. And I put together and it become what now we can call strategic design for sustainability. Okay. So whatever I've done, I was somebody thinking in terms of uh, strategic uh, design. That means to look to the system as a designer mm -hmm. and uh, to have a, a political, ecological sensitivity. And uh, I think that every different environment in which I've been, uh, when people, if they appreciated me, or in any case, if they invited me, means that they wanted something from me, was this mixture of capability. So you need uh, okay. to have a core. So one of my discussion when people is uh, talking about uh, transdisciplinary course or these kind of things, it's um, for me, the trans the, all the projects are transdisciplinary, but uh, the different group that participate to the coalition mm -hmm. or to the team, uh, that has to be multi or transdisciplinary, but each one has to bring its own specific contribution. So it's important to have been, to be capable to listen to many people, to have a dialogue with many people, to be open, to have feed from many. But you should have, uh, if when I do like this, it means something vertical. It sounds like a music orchestra. Mm, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a silly example, but it sounds like an orchestra, an orchestra yeah. director, uh, that role of uh, the strategist and the one that needs to say. I would say here, an orchestra change. You know, like. no, no, this is too much because uh, in the orchestra you need uh, the traditional orchestra. You need uh, a director. I do not pretend that everybody has to be director, but imagine somebody that uh, uh, play together. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe without a director, but each one, you have a quartet, each one has its own specificity and all together they play the music. But the violinist has to be very good and the other one should be good in, uh, in cello and the other one maybe pianist. So each one has something that is very specific mm -hmm. and I think that it's very important to create people that have a core. Afterward, the way in which you build your core could be diverse. So the core do not necessarily are the formal disciplines. But you need to use your life in building a core. Afterward, mm -hmm. also the, your core competencies and capability and sensitivities could change in time. So it's not said that it has to be the same for uh, all your life long. But you have to enter in the arena where there are many other people and you have to be capable to listen and to talk with the many 
but to talk with the many, you have to say have something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you don't have your deep uh, competencies, uh, you have nothing to say. The way in which um, design can operate uh, as a you know as, a, as an orchestrator of different disciplines, which also has like a political dimension an ecological dimension, a social dimension, seems to lead directly to, in my opinion, and I, and I, know, I don't know if you, you share this, is to the city, you know? and, uh, it's like this capacity of operate and transform the city. Uh, you know, from your perspective, and, and maybe you can tell us how you, you, you evolved your, your thinking and, and, and understand that your practice now can, needs to happen in the city and focus in the city right now and yeah. launch the design for city making program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> the design for city making program is uh, a program that uh, I'm developing with a bunch of colleagues in, in Elisava. It's an open project, so who want to participate in the school can participate. And the motivation is uh, double. There is external and internal. The external motivation move from uh, the idea that uh, design intended in the many different ways in which we can have design today in the 21 century can bring a contribution to what we call the making of the city. And uh, the internal one is that to develop this kind of project we are uh, with a designer, a designer as a teacher or researcher in the school obliged to open up mm -hmm. and to update the idea of what is design because the tradition of the school, also the very good school of design of the last century has been very focused on some kind of activity. There could be product design, graphic design, interior design, a very precise one, and very related to a very precise uh, object that is the result of my design activity. So the design has been defined by the object that had to be designed. Now, I cannot make all the old story, but something changes, so change everything in society, so change also design. And now it's much more a kind of bunch of competencies, capability, also gift, sensitivity, that all together permit to face complex issues. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and this can be applied to all the kind of uh, problems. And uh, from... Uh, still uh, pro designing a product, but it could be a services, could be a strategy, could be a communication system, could be a platform. And, uh, and this is the design of today. So in some way, if we imagine that there are different disciplines related to project, there is uh, the traditional planning, the traditional architecture, but in the making of the city, there are so many other things that have to be designed. Mm -hmm. And uh, therefore, now it's not the one discipline has to put the hat on all those things. It's simply to make clear that in the making of the city, there is a lot of communication. Yeah. There are a lot of digital devices. There are a lot of infrastructure. There are a lot of uh, communal spaces. There are so many different artifacts, hybrid, physical and digital and virtual artifacts that have to be designed that you cannot say only it's architecture or it's planning. There is planning, there are architecture, and there is all that is in between that make the lively fabric of the city. 
and this uh, lively fabric of the city in time can improve as it could happen or the system uh, the, the, the environment could be such that uh, make it more and more dry and desertify the city so a city can be uh, divided in groups, uh, the rich in the gated villages, the poor in the favelas, the tourists in the tourism uh, environment, and so on and so forth. So the way to, to help the city to maintain what the city should be, a very lively place, is the result of the combination of so many different layers of artifacts. So, in a very modest way, without imagining that uh, designer can solve uh, all the problems, but we think that uh, we should be trained in uh, with different accent on uh, services, <coughs> on communication, on digital devices, mm -hmm. on digital platform, etc. And uh, we can modestly but bring a contribution of the making of this. That, that sounds a lot like what we call uh, designing emerging futures, which is this idea of being able to design interventions in reality, to create new narratives in the reality today, to start to create narratives about the possible future. So in a way, I think that there are two elements that I can identify from you know, the approach that you're talking about, or maybe three. One is that, the, that uh, this view, like a top-down view from the traditional planning, is not, uh, mm. in a way, in the predictable planning mm. is not valid anymore. The other one is that uh, treating uh, cities, products, or anything else as an objects probably is not valid anymore. So in a way, like a, the, we are talking about an, interest, uh, an interesting exer uh, exercise of de-objectifying design. And I want to know what you think about that, if, if that's true. And the third one is, and I want to come back to with the, you're talking about the designer as an orchestrator in a way, to orchestrate uh, these interventions in the, in the city you need to have this capacity of, you know, articulating what you call devices, objects, communities, platforms, and so on. Yeah. What do you mm. think? Oh, I, <laughs> I think in a similar way of view, but I have uh, small uh, observations. I think that the planning, also the traditional planning, is useful and will be useful also in the future. So there is something that you have to manage at the level of planning. But where in the past it looks like that the making of the city was mainly planning, today we know that planning is one of the many tools. Mm -hmm. In the same way that uh, there will always be some designer that design a beautiful chair or a beautiful uh, bike or a beautiful washing machine. So we will have also in the future product designers. So it's not that they are going to disappear, simply okay. that in between these, there are a lot of other things that have to be designed that are not in the typical idea of what is the planning or what is uh, the... But it's not service product. design, right? No, it could be. It could service be service design. design is one of yeah. them. That in my view, so afterwards, the service design too can be interpreted in many different ways because there is uh, somebody that considers the service design very strictly when you have a service. so a post office, an hospital, a, a, a hotel, etc. For me and for people nearer to me, uh, the service is a service encounter. So the, the core of the service is the one there are 
two or more people that interact to do something together. Mm -hmm. So for us, uh, service design are not only what we call the traditional services, but it's extended to all the formal organization in which people have a conversation for action. Okay. So the core of service is the conversation for action. And the conversation for action could be, at the end, uh, a normal uh, bar or a normal uh, hospital, but it could be also a circle of care, could be an organization of mutual help, could be all the collaborative system. This is service design for us. And you can create some platform, some infrastructure that make this kind of organization more probable. But it's not the service design, it's everything, because uh, you can also have yeah. a, a space design of interior, kind of uh, uh, environmental design when you design uh, places. Or you can have a strategy of communication that half of what we deal with when we talk about social innovation is communication. Yeah. It's to help people to change. And uh, you said two times mm -hmm. <laughs> that uh, design is the orchestrator. <laughs> and um, I would say the orchestrator is who is capable to orchestrate. And it's not necessarily a designer, okay. it could be whoever. So I will never say to the student, you come here and you will be the orchestrator or I give you a kind of diploma in orchestrator because uh, the or to be orchestrator, we call it uh, to be strategic designer as a profession, uh, you need uh, to gain the leadership. That leadership. And that leadership is natural or you I can could train have it? natural. You Maybe yes, you can have a master in which you help people. But for me, the difference in between saying I teach you to be a service designer. You, are, you do this course at the end of uh, a period, one year, two years. You go out and you can say, I am a service designer. I am a 22 years old service designer. And uh, if you know a, a number of uh, tools, you know how to use it. And uh, you know a little bit of culture or sense of the qualities that are related to the service, you can declare you are a service designer. Well, for me, you cannot declare I am a strategic designer. If not, you have a curriculum that shows Behind. that in your life yeah. you helped and you were a leader in generating strategies, but you cannot be a 22 years old student to go in a group and say, you know what, I am the orchestrator. <laughs> the other one says, sorry. <laughs> so it cannot. No, it's, in my view, it's important because when, <clears throat> when there have been the crisis of the idea, the simple idea that the designer is the one that make one project or the other, there has been a kind of shortcut saying, so we are the orchestrator. But uh, the orchestrator, you could be the orchestrator. I can give you tools. So when you sit at the table, maybe you have more possibility to take the lead. But nobody can guarantee and you cannot sit <coughs> at the table saying, uh, if that you're, you go, you're gonna grant, I mean, you cannot grant it. You that, cannot yeah, grant yeah. it yeah, from yeah, the yeah. beginning. So totally. If not, you have a, a long uh, experience, so people ask to you, because we know that you have been capable to put together yeah. a big institution as the FabLab Barcelona, so I imagine that if you have been capable to do this, you are capable to do also that. 
But at the beginning, when you started, you could not say, I am a strategic designer before doing... Only my mom done. believed in me in that time. <laughs> <Yes. But laughs> what yes. do you think about the uh, activism? Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a where, where is activism now yeah. and what, is, what a designer should do in relation yeah, to that? Yeah, like yeah. A, I, I don't think that today we are in a position in which probably we were some decades ago in which you can just lock yourself and do something yeah. just for yourself. I think that no, now no. the interconnected... That, that interconnectedness. one of self is her own story. But um, luckily, uh, to be designer, but this is valuable also if you are a planner or an architect, whoever intervenes in the reality, so maybe also a sociologue. There are many different ways of being and doing it, and it can depend mainly from the context in which you work, but also from your character and what you like to do. So probably you choose to, you are attracted by a certain context and not by others. So I make an example. When you start something that is innovative, it means that it did not exist before. So you need somebody that have a lot of energy, a lot of um, daring capability. So in some way, it's an activist and make for the first time ever, at least in that area, happen something mm -hmm. that not existed before. So this is by, by every point of view an activist because given that what is doing has not been done before, it means that you are not paid to do it. So you are not doing it professionally. You are an activist because you have a vision and you try to make this vision real. And uh, there are cases in which nothing happens if you don't have activists, yeah. this kind of people. But uh, if imagine that an activist or a group of activists or a community, a creative community is capable to start something. Let's take the most simple example that so everybody understood. A community garden, mm -hmm, 40 mm -hmm. years ago. The first one that did the community garden was called the guerrilla gardeners. They had to be against the law. They had to squat places. They had to do so many things that was practically their own life for all the period and they succeed in doing it. But afterwards, if nothing else happened, how the trajectory of this innovation evolved? So, or it died because the people become tired, mm -hmm. or it involved in something, a group of people, we have so many, that clothe themselves and protect themselves, are the only one, the pure against all the others, or is capable in some way, and I use the term in a very positive way, to normalize it. So the kind of skill that you have to have when you start, that you have to be activist, and the kind of skill that you have to normalize it, probably is not the same person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And th this is, for what I know, is true also for the technological innovation, that very often the inventor is not good. It's not the one that sells the thing, yes. right? The, the so, Apple story yeah. is... One so of very the often the first one has to be changed, except for some very special cases, for the ones that are capable, in my world now, to normalize. This is valuable also for the social innovation. So somebody has the energy to make it happen. It's not said that they are the ones that are capable to normalize. What means normalize? Let's go back to the very simple example of the community garden. 
the community garden to exist in a more normal way, and I will say what is normal, has to find a positive interaction with institutions, because you cannot be squatters for all your life. Mm -hmm. So it means to have the capability to negotiate. The first community garden in New York was squatted, and there was clash with the police and every kind of... After a while, both the parts have been clever enough to understand that something should be done. And uh, the people that was uh, on the side of the community understood that it was good uh, to have an interaction with the institutions, and the institution understood what was clear, that those people were doing something very good for the environment and yeah. also for the neighborhoods and in some way also for the business. And uh, so they find a compromise and now if you go to New York there are more than 400 community gardens. Some of them resist since uh, 30 years and they are in the frame of something that is called the Green Thumb that is an institution that depends on the city of New York yeah. uh, garden uh, sector. <clears throat> there are a set of views, there is a little bit of help and uh, they work because if you go and look around you understand that they are still linked to the community because they are so diverse that no one from the center could yeah. produce yeah. that diversity. So the capability to create what I call it this kind of transformative normality. That means for the people at that point is normal because a person has not to invest all his life to participate. You can go there with your family, you can bring the kids because at this point it's not dangerous. At the same time, even though luckily now the issue about the community garden is sufficiently well uh, uh, settled everywhere in the world, but the normal main idea of what is the city, how the city is done, do not consider that people can take the lead and do something. So even if this is normalized, in this case, it is a very positive case, it maintains something that is very disruptive mm -hmm. in relation to the main uh, idea of the smart city that goes toward everybody it, sitting and waiting yeah. for somebody it, solving it, the problem. It reminds me of the, there is in Barcelona a, a group that is called Guerrilla Solar. Hmm. And it made sense because until some time ago, one year more or less, there was a legislation that was avoiding people to self-consume the energy that you're capturing from mm -hmm. the sun. Mm -hmm. So these people were developing a way to hack the system. Mm -hmm. And now they have been of, of pressure alongside with other many uh, social organizations in Spain to allow people in one of the most of the sunniest, as you mm -hmm. can see, sunniest countries in, mm -hmm. in Europe, to be able to use that energy to power your own house, right? Yeah. Similarly to the rooftops, now, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of, you know, ridiculous. Like uh, we don't have like a mandatory legislation on making green rooftops. So this is something that many people in Barcelona mm -hmm. is fighting for as well. But then, I think that that leads perfectly to this, uh, you know, like uh, from activism because when that is institutionalized. Then there is a kind of a political discussion, no? and talking about politics, meaning like, a, I think it's a, it's a more institutionalized activism. You, you correct me if I'm wrong. And then I want to drive it to take it to the, not the politics of people in their sofa tweeting about politics or, you know, voting every four years, but um, in a way following the lines of the politics of every day, every, every day, but also thinking about what is the politics of my, what I can do, like a, what 
you, you talk about the super block as a new paradigm, as, a, as an area of intervention in design. Mm -hmm. What is the you know, political role of a citizen in a super block, for instance? What, how do you see that happening? And, uh, and I think Barcelona is a great example for that, no? Yeah, well, there, there are many different discourses that uh, goes together in this question. On one side, there is the story of Barcelona and the fact that uh, it's a city that has a tradition in the planning of the city. At a certain point, entered this idea of the super block. But also and in activism as well, eh? in, in, yeah, like a very yeah, yeah. powerful But the two things are related because, yeah. in my view, the possibility to have some enlightened government the government can be more or less enlightened, but if there is no m movement from the bottom, practically nothing happens, if not because the people will not vote it. So there are, every, every time that we talk about this complex issue, there is always a double link in between what the, the top, let's say, the government do, and what uh, the people, the civil society is doing. And uh, it's not so important to say case by case if it started more on one side or on the other side. Mm -hmm. What is important to see is that uh, if it works, if you look some example where it worked, you can find, as in the case of Barcelona, that has been this double link in between a social life, a civil society that has been active and participating in general, and uh, a government that has been uh, sufficiently capable to interpret and to have uh, an organization of the city that have a lot of problems, obviously, and now there are new problems that are arriving, but nevertheless, it uh, has been capable to have an uh, interesting project in between them, the one that is called the super blocks. That is uh, not so frequent in the cities around the world to have uh, an intervention that is at the same time so powerful from the center, but in some way, given that this has been prepared by a shared sensitivity is relatively accepted. So now, it's not now that we can tell all the story, but I know that at the beginning there was more difficulties, but the new superior that they started has been done in a very positive way by all the citizens. Mm -hmm. So always there is this kind of double link. And now what can happen is that if we see the case of Barcelona, and maybe if we could also as a designer as a design school could help in making this uh, beautiful and very powerful idea of the super block to flourish, to become more clear, to become more rich. It could be a contribution for Barcelona, but it could also, once that we have this idea, it's such a powerful idea. It's at the same time very complex and relatively simple to be understood. And, uh, and, and therefore it could be a kind of uh, super good practice that could influence mm -hmm. other cities. So, of course, you cannot replicate the superior super blocks in the same way as a machine. But the idea that you can have uh, this kind of uh, rethinking the city, uh, reducing the distance between uh, the center of the city and the other places, spreading uh, the activities, in a more uh, equal way everywhere in the city and uh, creating spaces uh, that are of a human scale for uh, quality of uh, daily life for people as are in the superblock. So some of what we can learn in mm -hmm. the superblock in Barcelona 
thanks to the story of Barcelona, they probably could not be in any other place in the same way. But the idea, when the idea shows that it can work, the basic idea can be taken and uh, applied, uh, transforming it yeah. and uh, adapting it. So the joke is adopting and adapted uh, to other places. So my view, for instance, uh, to work with, uh, I am not from Barcelona, obviously, but being here and working on this subject, I'm so excited because on one way, on one side, we do something good for this city. We tr help, try to help to do something good for the city, but at the same time, we are building a very powerful vision uh, that uh, could help in bringing us to a scenario in which we can have the vision of the city that it has to be dense, has to be distributed, has to be rich of different activity, has to be non-monologic, so multi-logic. So, uh, I think that uh, what uh, Barcelona is doing, and we very modestly try to help, uh, could be a very good uh, exa practical example on, um, for sure, many Mediterranean cities but maybe also for all the cities that are or would like to be dense city, because the way in which we are doing now is uh, thought for a city that is dense. Thanks for listening. The Future Talks podcast is produced by us at Fabla Barcelona with happiness. This episode was recorded at Elisava. Special thanks to the team of MDEV and our partner, Elisava School of Design and Engineering. Music by Nua, art by Leona Sofia.